was like, well, if no one's going to invite me, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to build my own stage. And so uh, what I, yeah. So what I decided to do back then is um, I, my local Boise, I know I rented a Holiday Inn. We ran radio ads saying, come learn from internet marketing nerd Russell Brunson. He's going to be doing this thing at Holiday Inn. We're going to teach you about how to build businesses. And I was so excited. And I remember hearing the radio ads running. I'm like, I'm on the radio. This is the coolest thing in the world. And they had to call a phone number to reserve their seat. And we got a bunch of people who called and reserved their seat. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast. We discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many ways. We have such a cool thing going on right now. I'm so excited to share backstage access with Funnel Hacking Live 2022. Russell Brunson and myself, we just pulled off a miracle. Uh, for those of you that have been following the journey, know about the, the, you know, the partnership between him and I. We're actually going to be... I don't want to let the, the cat out of the bag, so I don't want to, to tell you the secret. So I want you to tune in. This is the opening presentation for Funnel Hacking Live. Over 5,000 people showing up. Uh, it's a it's $1,000 a ticket to get in. Uh, it's all about marketing and, and scaling your business. And uh, Russell and I have been working together for the past few months to, to do something very, very, very special with Napoleon Hill. And so I don't want to ruin it, so have a listen. It's the first few minutes in there. You'll hear all about it. And then you'll also hear his incredible opening presentation about Driven versus the Drifter. So tune in, listen up, turn up that volume, and uh, let us know what you think. We can't wait to hear. So here you go. Ladies and gentlemen, get on your feet and welcome to the stage, Mr. Russell Brunson. <laughs> Whoa! What's up, everybody? <laughs> oh man! What's up? Are you good? I'm good. Yeah. They're all yours. All right, thank you. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? <laughs> oh man! I can't believe it's been a year since we were hanging out. Welcome back, you guys. How y'all feeling today? This is crazy. Um, so just so you guys know, this is the biggest Funnel Hacking Live we've ever had. Do you guys know that? This is so crazy. Um, every year I'm like, there's no way we can get more people. There's no way. And like every year you guys keep coming back and you're bringing your friends, you're bringing more people. Um, I am so just honored and blessed to be here today. And for the next four days to serve you guys, uh, we've been working so hard on our side to get everything prepared and ready for you guys. Uh, I know that there's going to be people in this room who um, are here. Some of you guys may be unsure, you're nervous, all the different things, uh, but my hope and my prayer for the next couple days is that so many of you guys have a chance to change your lives. And not so much just for you, but also because I believe, and I'm going to talk about this today, but I believe every single one of you guys have been called to change a group of people's lives as well. And so I want to change your life so you can change their life and so we can keep the world uh, an amazing place. So that's what's going to be happening over the next couple days. It's going to be so much fun. And uh, I, I just, I just like want to just watch you guys. This is the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> Um, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> um, so to begin with, um, I wanted to start with uh, showing you guys, if we throw slides up, the quote on the back of your guys' shirt. 
Um, when we built ClickFunnels, one of the biggest things we wanted to do is we wanted to create more than just like a software product or something like that. We wanted to build a community of people. And so for the last two or three years, I've had this quote on the back of your guys' shirts when you first come in because I want you guys feeling this way, that we here are a community, we're a family. On the back of your shirts, it says, surround yourself with the dreamers and the doers, the believers and the thinkers, but most of all, surround yourself with those who see greatness within you, even when you don't see it yourself. How many times have you guys ever been there where you're like, oh, I, I, I see it in him and her and all these other people, but not in myself? Okay, you're in a group right now of peers of people just like you. We have over 100,000 people inside of ClickFunnels, and you're the five or 6,000 who are the craziest, who came here, who are the most excited, most passionate, who want to change the world the most. Okay? And so even though you may not be able to see it, I see it in all you guys. And the people around you see it. And so remember that we're a community, we're a family here to try to help raise and uh, elevate each other all together, which is so cool. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so my presentation, I've been really excited about this presentation and very nervous at the same time. Uh, the presentation that I wanted to give you guys today, the title of it is called The Drifter Versus The Driven. I can pull it up there. And um, before I get into this uh, too deep, I wanted to tell you guys a story. Yes, cool if we do some story time for a few minutes? Okay, so I've got something really special here to show you guys. And this is something that I've been freaking out about. I didn't think it was going to be possible. And this morning it showed up here at the hotel. It's something really, really cool. Um, how many of you guys know who my favorite author is? Wait, say it loud. I can't hear you. Okay, so Napoleon Hill, one of my favorite authors of all time. And um, it's been crazy for the last year or so. We've been working with uh, the Napoleon Hill Foundation and Don Green and a bunch of different things. Uh, like two weeks ago, I believe Justin Benton, one of our inner circle members. Let's give Justin a round of applause. <laughs> so Justin, Justin flew out there, had a chance to meet with all of them, and negotiated a deal with them uh, where we could actually have here on the stage today the actual typewriter that Napoleon Hill wrote Think and Grow Rich on. Do you guys want to see it? So check this out. This is the actual typewriter that he wrote that book on. Is that crazy? Can you the camera see this? Can you guys show everybody? Okay. Now, <laughs> Justin, we love you. And not only that, so Think and Grow Rich is an amazing book, but actually my favorite book by Napoleon Hill is a book called Outwitting the Devil. How many of you have had a chance to read Outwitting the Devil? Yes. Um, this right here is the original manuscript, Outwitting the Devil. That was typed on this typewriter. Um, is that the craziest thing in the world? Can you imagine like, <laughs> yes. Like Napoleon Hill sitting on this typewriter typing these words that became this book that's changed my life and changed so many of your guys' lives as well. Um, and so this is just kind of a special thing that Justin was able to pull off before uh, this whole event started, which is really cool because, um, like I said, the title of this presentation is called The, Driftin', the Drifter Versus The Driven, which is the whole thought that I, I kind of got when I started reading that book. Um, when you read that book, it's really interesting. Um, if you look at the timeline of events, it's really fun. So uh, Napoleon Hill sat down in 19, uh, 1937, and wrote Thinking Grow Rich on this typewriter right here, and then publishes the world and became one of the greatest selling books of all time. I think it sold over 100 million copies at this point. And then the next year, he sat there, he was inspired, he felt this calling, he sat down, put a piece of paper, and started typing the manuscript for Outwitting the Devil. And he wrote this book, which is, again, one of my favorite books of all time. And when he got done uh, writing it, he said, if I, if I publish this right now, he's like, people will destroy me. Like, it's not ready for today. Like, if I do this, it's gonna be really, really bad. And so he never published it during his lifetime. 
he passed away in 1970 and his wife ended up getting the manuscript and she looked at it, she read it again and she's like, I'm, I can't publish this either. It's too controversial, it's too many things. It's not, like the world's not ready for it yet. And so she had it. When she passed away, got passed on the next person, the next person finally eventually uh, got into the hands of the Pulling Hill Foundation and, um, and they decided it was time to actually publish it. And so they published this book and uh, it was a book that was written, like I said, a hundred years ago that was written for today, for all of us. And it's just such an amazing book. And in the book, um, it's interesting. I gotta be careful, the stage is huge. I'm gonna lose my, <laughs> my clicker sometime if I leave it somewhere. Um, in this book, the premise is he's having this, uh, this conversation with the devil where the devil has to tell him anything he wants. And so Napoleon Hill has this chance. Like, I ask the devil anything I want. What should I ask him? And this is what he asked him. He said, tell me all the tricks by which you enter into and you control the minds of men. He wanted to know, like, what do you do? Like, I'm seeing this happening all over the place. Like, what are the things you do to get inside the minds of men to control them from not doing good, from not living up to their, to their missions, their purpose, to their, to, like, what they're capable of doing? And the devil wrote back, or talked him back and said, the greatest weapon I have over human beings is I established the habit of drifting. And then in this book, he goes on, he talks about people who are drifters and people who are non-drifters. And I started reading this, and like, uh, as he's going through, like, people that are drifters, and like, their tendencies, and what they do, and why they do, and things like that, like, I did not resonate with that. And I didn't resonate, honestly, with the word uh, non-drifting as well. And I was like, what's a word that, like, they, I don't want to be a non-drifter. I want to be something more powerful, something more amazing. And so the phrase I started using about a year ago is like, I'm not a drifter, I'm driven. I'm someone who's driven. And so that's what this title of this presentation is, The Drifter versus The Driven. Because you guys are here in a room of a whole bunch of driven people. And I'm curious, how many guys, before you came here, they're friends, people you love, people you care about who are like, why are you going to this event? You're going to Florida to go talk about marketing with a bunch of nerds in a room for four days? How much did you spend over here, right? Right, most of the people we love and we care about, they're not driven like we are. And they think that we're crazy. How many of you have someone who you love who thinks you're crazy for being here right now? Okay. <laughs> okay, but we are the driven. We understand that we're a little bit crazy. We're a little bit different, right? And so the first thing I want to talk about is this, this concept of drifting, because I want to make sure that we are careful that we don't become drifters, that we don't fall back into those ways. Um, let's see. So throughout this weekend, you're going to hear a lot about this principle uh, of the hero's journey. How many of you have heard about the hero's journey before? Okay. I'm going to talk about it. Bill Allen's going to talk about it a lot, I think, in two days from now, which is like, he's going to geek out with you guys and have so much fun. But the basis premise, for those who don't know, is... Um, Throughout time, throughout history, throughout time, throughout every generation, every like cultural group around the world, uh, when they went back and they started studying uh, everybody's stories and things like that, every story kind of followed the exact same story timeline, right? And uh, Joseph Campbell was the first to kind of identify it. He wrote a book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces that kind of mapped out like every hero and every journey, every single story followed the same process. Uh, after that, a whole bunch of other amazing people have taken it and figured out different ways to teach it. I taught a lot about it in the Expert Secrets book. But if you look at that, it's interesting because in every single journey, it starts with you, right? You are this person. You are the hero, okay? You think of any book, any movie, any story, your story. The reason you guys are here today, right? We all start, and we start in this place called the ordinary world. That says ordinary world. I have a horrible handwriting. I apologize in advance, but now there's the legend. That means ordinary world. So we start in this thing, right? We're in this ordinary world, and we all want to achieve something. We have some dream, some vision, something we want to go for, right? We have this thing over here. This is this target we're going for, there's a target. We want, to, we want to achieve this thing, right? It's, our, it's, our, um, it's the journey of achievement, right? We want to achieve this thing. And sometime in our life, we're sitting here, and we're in our normal world. So for all of you guys, your normal world is wherever you live, right? You're in your home. You're doing something, right? So you're comfortable. Everything's fine. Like, nothing's bad, but you're just like, I'm comfortable. And all of a sudden, you hear the call, okay? He calls it in a, they, they call it in the hero's journey. They call it the call to adventure, right? And they hear this call to adventure. And the call happens, 
And all of a sudden you're like, wait, what is that? And you feel it. And it may not be an audible like, call, but you feel it. How many of you guys have felt that before? You felt that call of like, oh, I'm made for something more, right? I'm made for something great. And you feel that call and you're like, ah. Oh. And all of a sudden, if you look at the, the timeline of the hero's journey, what always happens is the hero hears the call to adventure, right? And they get excited. They want to move forward. And then something happens. Immediately, every single time in every single story throughout time, throughout history, throughout every single culture around the world, after they hear the, heroes, uh, after they hear the call to adventure, the first thing happens is the hero refuses the call. No, 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 I'm not ready for that. I'm not worthy for that. I look like I'm 11 years old. I'm scared to death. I talk too fast. I don't want to be on stage. It's like, I'm so introverted and scared. Like, no, 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 I don't, I'll do anything, but not that. I want, I want to achieve that, but like, I'm not willing to do that. The first thing he hits every single time is the refusal of the call, right? And so this direction right here is faith, right? Oh, I'm going to do that thing. And also we hear the refusal of the call, which is fear. And that fear hits us. And we're like, ah. Oh. I'm not ready. I'm not worthy. I don't know if I can do this. I don't have the talents. I don't have the abilities. Like, what am I going to do, right? We have the refusal to call. Okay? The difference between the driven and the drifters, the driven, in spite of that, they, they have the same fear, right? But instead, the refusal to call happens. They say, no. Like, I'm going to do it. I feel I hear the calling so loud, so, like, it keeps happening. I keep hearing it. It's beating. It's pulsing. Like, I got to follow that thing, right? And we, so we go. We pursue it. And those who decide to not follow fear, we follow faith. These are the driven. These are the ones who are going and trying to achieve something. These are you guys here in this room today. Okay? You can give yourselves a round of applause for that. And so, yes. So that's where, that's where this, whole, this whole thing begins with, okay? Those who drift, it's not because they're bad people. It's because they hear the call and they get scared. And the fear overcomes them. They don't do anything. They stop. And they hold back. Right? Uh, Ryan Moran, uh, who owns Capitalism.com, one of my friends, he said something so powerful one time. He was trying to define what an entrepreneur was. And he said, an entrepreneur is somebody who decides to take personal responsibility for a problem that's not their own. Is that powerful? Right? We hear this call, like, why? Like, I think about, man, like 20 years ago when I got started in this game. I was 20 years old. I didn't know anything about business or marketing. Uh, I had a I shouldn't tell my, I have three of my kids here in this room. Kids, you can cover yours. I had a cumulative 2.1 GPA in college. I was not smart by any stretch of the imagination. And all of a sudden, one day, for some reason, I get excited by this nerdy thing called marketing. And there's this old guy with a faux manchu talking about, like, these things. I'm like, what? Like, I got so excited about direct mail and marketing and, like, all, like, for some reason, that, like, that, I, I was interested in it, right? It's that call, that call to venture. Like, why is this so fascinating to me? I have no idea. But it was. I started learning and studying, started like geeking out, started going deeper and deeper, right? And that's how it is for all of you guys. Like you hear that call and all of a sudden like it doesn't make sense a lot of times at first. Like, you know what I mean? Like when I got started in this game, it, was, it didn't make any sense at all. Um, I remember in fact, uh, I was going to tell about this a little bit later, but um, I, uh, when I first got into the, oh, I'm going I'm to come back to that because I don't want to miss it. Um, don't, don't let me forget. So... <laughs> I'll come back. So this is interesting. This is what uh, the devil said back to Napoleon Hill. Because he asked him, so what is a drifter? What does that mean? So the drifter is someone who accepts whatever life throws in his way. He doesn't know what he wants from life and spends most of his time getting just that. Okay, the opposite of that, the driven, like we know what we want. We have definite a purpose. Like that's the thing I want. That's the goal I'm going for. That's what I'm moving towards, right? We know what that thing is. You guys wouldn't be in this room if you didn't know something like, I want something different. I want something more. Maybe you don't know exactly what it is yet. But like, man, whatever these people in this room have, I want that. Like, I want to experience I want to feel that. Right? And so you have a, a direction, motion, you're moving forward, which is unique, which is different than most people. Okay, so faith versus fear. This is the next piece of the puzzle. So you have each of you guys here. You have the drifter. You have the driven. Right? 
And then uh, this is you as a person. Like I said, every single day you have this, this ability, right? To choose to move forward in faith. Like, and faith is a fascinating thing. With faith, you don't know what the answer is. You don't know where you're going to go. Like how many of you guys got in this business like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I know exactly how I'm going to do it. None of us do, right? We just have a goal. We have a vision. We have a thing we want to accomplish. Then you start going like, I hope we figure this out somewhere before I run out of money, before I get tired, before like my, my spouse kicks me out. Right? I'm trying to figure this out. Like you're moving forward in faith because we don't know what it is yet. We're moving as best we can. So the driven move forward in faith, the drifters, they stop. They get paralyzed with fear. Okay? Um, said in another way, those who um, are the driven are those who act. And those who are drifters are people who are acted upon. Okay? I want to be someone who is someone who acts. Now, what's interesting, if you look at this, it doesn't matter which direction you go. Um, as you start doing either of these things over and over again, if you start moving forward in faith consistently over and over and over again, you're going to develop a pattern of moving forward in faith. If you start take, choosing fear over and over and over again, you're going to start building a pattern of fear. Okay? Napoleon Hill called this hypnotic rhythm. Um, he said, if you're going here, you start building things like hypnotic rhythm. It's like a, almost like a whirlpool. You get stuck in this thing, right? It's like a, a tractor out in the field that's going around. And it's, getting, it's, it's in the mud with these big tires. It's building these ruts, and the ruts get deeper and deeper and deeper. And eventually, it gets hard to get out of it, right? But same thing's true. If you're over here moving forward faith, you start building these patterns that go over and over and over again, and you're able to move forward and to be someone who's driven, right? And so it doesn't matter which direction you're going. You're getting these rhythms, either positive rhythms or negative rhythms. It all comes off of like, what is the thing we're choosing? Like, which direction are we going? Okay? And so um, I want to talk about this because so many times in my life and your life, like, we have this opportunity. This is us every single day, right? We're here and an option comes to us. Do I show up? Do I not show up? Right? Do I choose faith? Do I choose fear? This is not something you pick once and that's the pattern for your life. You pick it over and over and over again until it becomes hypnotic, until it becomes something that's part of you, right? That's not going away. I start thinking about just different times in my life. Um, where I was scared, right? Where I heard the calling, do this thing, and all of a sudden I got the refusal of the call. Like, no, you're not good enough, Russell. Like, oh, no, I know, but like, I feel like I need to do this thing. Yeah, but you're not ready. You're not worthy. You're not like all the things. Like, I know, I know, but like, I want that thing really, really bad. And so I decided to move forward in faith, okay? The first time in my life that I, th- I can say that this actually happened to me, because I literally was a drifter my entire life until uh, eighth grade when my dad convinced me to go into wrestling. And I started wrestling, and very quickly I found out that I loved it. I wanted to do it. And I remember um, after my first year, I told um, all the guys on my team, I said, I'm going to be a state champion. I'm going to be a state champ. And they all started laughing at me. They're like, dude, you're like the worst on the team. You're not going to be a state champ. I'm like, yeah, I am. They're like, no, you're not. And they made fun of me, and they teased me, and they mocked me, and they beat me up over and over and over and over again. Um, but I was like, that's the goal. That's where I'm going. So I kept moving forward with faith, moving forward with faith. And eventually, the people were beating me up. I got better, and I got better. So eventually, I was able to get a spot where I could beat them. And I could beat the other people, and eventually, I became a state champ. Thank you. <laughs> I say that knowing that in a few minutes from now, you guys are going to have a chance to uh, literally hear from the greatest wrestler of all time here on the stage, which I'm like still flipping out excited by. One of our guest speakers who, um, anyway, we'll introduce him later, but it's going to be amazing. But I started thinking, start thinking about other parts times in my life where the same thing kind of happened, right? In fact, the very first time I came to a seminar like this, Armin Moran's big seminar. I know yesterday at dinner I saw three or four people who were at that seminar with me. How many of you guys read Armin's old big seminar with me the very first time I was there? It was like three of you guys who were here. So I go to the seminar. I'm an internet nerd, so I'm behind my computer and my laptop, like just doing my thing, and there's all these people coming in. They're excited, and people are on stage talking and speaking and selling. And I remember seeing the very first person on stage. They did their presentation. They sold something, and I watched people run to the back of the room with their credit cards, like throwing credit cards in the back and signing things up. And I was like, what just happened? 
And I was doing the math, counting the people in the back of the room. And I was like, two, I think they sold a $2,000 package. And I was doing the math, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12. And when all of a sudden it was like, they got me like 60 or $70,000 in 90 minutes. And I was like, okay, that was really, really cool. But like, you know, I'm, I'm an internet guy. I don't really care. Next guy I got on stage, his name is John Childers, who's a public speaking, public speaking uh, coach. And uh, he sold a $5,000 package. And I watched people run in the back room by his. And same thing, I was in 5,000, 10, 20, 30. And I was like, he made $150,000 in an hour. And I was just blown away. And all, this is this call saying, Russell, like that's going to be you someday. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't do stages. I sit behind computers, but I don't see anybody. I can hide from them. I'm really introverted, awkward. Like, no, I don't do that. And it's like, no, this is going to be you. I'm like, no, no. I remember going back home, and I was like, I can't get that thought out of my head of like, dude, some human being who is just like me, who put on pants just like I did and shirt just like I did, got on stage, spoke for 90 minutes, and made 150,000. Like, I just, it was such a big, in my head, I couldn't, like, would not go away. I kept going over and over. So I said, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to go speak on some seminar stages. But guess what? In my head, I'm like, Russell, you're not good enough. You're not ready. You're not worthy. And guess what? It's interesting. That voice is actually right. I wasn't. Nobody would, like, invite me. And so I was like, well, if no one's going to invite me, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to build my own stage. And so uh, what I, yeah. <laughs> so what I decided to do back then is um, I, my local Boise, Idaho, I rented a Holiday Inn. We ran radio ads saying, come learn from internet marketing nerd Russell Brunson. He's going to be doing this thing at Holiday Inn. We're going to teach you about how to build businesses. And I was so excited. And I remember hearing the radio ads running. I'm like, I'm on the radio. This is the coolest thing in the world. And they had to call a phone number to reserve their seat. And we got a bunch of people who called and reserved their seat. And then uh, the day the event was happening. And I think like Brent was there. A couple other people from our team were there way back in the day. And um, we... Uh, we had, I think there was like 100 people at RSVP to be in the room. And so we were like getting everything ready. And I had my, you know, back then I would wear a suit and tie because I thought that's what business people did. And I was all prepared and ready. And we had like the table in the rooms. I was going to sell something in the back. Like we had everything figured out. I do my little, you know, get all ready. And then people are showing up. And then finally I come out. And it was before we had, you know, screens and backstage. But I walk out to welcome everybody. And guess what? Two people were in the room. One was in like third row over here. And one was in like the 50th row back there. I was like, oh man. <laughs> Okay, and all I wanted to do was to run away. Fear was yelling at me. Ta, told you so. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. Nobody wants to hear you. Nobody cares about funnels. No matter how excited you are, the world does not care. I was like, but I care. I said, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm just do my best. I'm going to serve these two people. And so these people had a personal seminar for me, one-on-one, -on -one, where I was just going crazy. And I think they looked at me like, this guy is crazy. <laughs> like, he is so excited about this weird thing. Um, but that was the first time. I think most people would have quit after that. But I was like, you know what? This is like this is not about them. Like, this is my passion. Like, I love this. I feel like if I keep talking and I keep talking and I keep talking, eventually more people will show up. And so we tried it again. Next time, 10 people showed up. We did it again. 50 people showed up. Eventually we got to 100 people showed up, right? Today, I'm looking in the room. There's like over 5,000 people of you here in the room. Like, it's crazy, right? Like, this is true in anything in life, you guys. Um, you've probably heard this before. It says that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called right? Your job is not to say, oh, I'm ready for this. Like, you're not going to be ready for it, okay? When we built ClickFunnels 1.0, Todd and I, eight years ago, sitting in a room, neither of us were qualified to do it, okay? Todd's a great programmer, but he had never built a site that was going to house 100,000 plus people's websites. We're going to show you some stats here in a minute. Um, it's insane when you see how much volume you guys put through this. Like, he wasn't ready for that. In fact, it's crazy. After we launched ClickFunnels, uh, first thing is that we, <laughs> we set a launch date because I was like, if we don't pick a date, we're never going to launch this. We picked a launch date. We got everybody involved. We did this big launch. And the night before the launch, uh, Todd and Dylan at the time were in there coding. And they're like, hey, just so you know, software's not ready. And I was like, what? 
because the launch is tomorrow. Like, yeah, it's totally not ready yet. It's like, <laughs> well, like, it's going live tomorrow. Everybody's sending emails. It has to be live. They're like, okay, well, I have an idea. Dylan had this idea. He's like, what if instead of launching the entire software to everybody right now, what if we do a reverse launch? I'm like, what's a reverse launch? Like, tell me about this. He's like, well, instead we just give them day one, they get logged into the software and they can like look at it. And then we'll each day finish a feature and give them that feature next. I was like, do you think that'll work? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, do we have any other options? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, so here we go. So we did the launch, everyone logs in ClickFunnels. Like, so what is this? We're like, well, it's a shell right now, but eventually there's gonna be this really cool software you can build funnels with. And Todd's back there coding like crazy, and all of a sudden, like the next night, like midnight, he's like, feature one's done, it's in there. So we emailed the little list, like, guess what? Feature one's open, like log in, you can see the first thing, and people logged in, they're like, cool, like, but how do you build funnels? Like, well, that, that's coming, it'll be here. Like, your name is literally ClickFunnels. Like, I know, we'll, we'll get there, like, just go use the thing. And then poor Todd's like drinking Red Bulls, and like, you can't go to sleep, Todd, because we need another feature by tomorrow. And every day, him and Dylan would sit there, and they get another feature, and we launch the next one, and the next one, and they just crank this thing out, and over like a two week period of time, we had ClickFunnels. It was crazy to go through the experience, right? <laughs> but even then, like, it wasn't perfect. Uh, Todd told me, he's like, he's like, this version of ClickFunnels will hold about 10,000 people, and then we'll probably have to change, I don't know, databases or structure or something really smart. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to go sell some. So I'm out there selling like crazy, and about, and how many of you have been here since year number one? Okay. So for year number one, as it got bigger and bigger, we got to the point where we had almost 10,000 members, and all of a sudden things started going weird. Like the software would go out and then different issues would happen and then things were happening. And I was literally with my family flying to London to go speak an event to tell people in, uh, in Europe how great ClickFunnels was. And as I'm in the air, ClickFunnels goes down. And when I land um, in, uh, in London and I get internet hooked on my phone, my phone starts blowing up. And it's crazy. All these people who like seven or eight hours earlier when I was in New York flying away, they all love me. Russell, you're the greatest. We're building funnels. You're the greatest person in the world. You changed our whole lives. This is so awesome. Those same people, when I landed in London, had literal death threats in my messenger. I'm going to kill you, Russell. My ads have been running for four hours and sites down. You owe me $10,000. Like, not one or two, like hundreds of people. I was like, oh. I called Todd. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, yeah, ClickFunnels is down. If we're able to get it back up. And all I heard was the word if. And I'm like, okay, what do we do? Fear starts freaking out. Like, Russell, run. You're in Europe. Nobody will know. Never come back. Start a new life with your family. It's going to be amazing, right? And that's all I wanted to do. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Like, but like, we didn't have that option, right? So it's like, okay, do we act or we acted upon? I'm going to act. What are we going to do? I don't know. I'm scared to death. These people are going to hate me. They do hate me. They're really mad at me right now. And so we went and clicked live on Facebook in our, fa- our ClickFunnels group back in the day. I said, hey, guys, this is the deal. We messed up. And it's embarrassing. And we're down. And it's not okay. And I'm angry. Todd's angry. We're all angry. We'll try to fix it. We apologize. We're figuring out a way to not make this happen again, but we are so sorry. We're trying to figure it out. Uh, I'm as mad as you are, and I understand you're as upset at me. And instead of like hiding like I wanted to do, like every part of me wanted to do, we just faced it. Um, and what's crazy is the next day they got the software back up. We changed databases and a disaster averted. But it was crazy because over that period of time, I thought for sure like we'd lose half the customers. And we didn't. Uh, we lost very, very few customers. It was amazing. And I think most people told me later, it's like because you didn't hide, because you came out and told us, we were going to stick with you through all of it. And it was amazing. Um, but it comes, yeah, it comes, back to, it comes back to that over and over and over again. Uh, and the one last story about this was Faith and Fear. Like two years ago, um, and we told you guys this story last year for those of you guys who were here. Uh, two years ago, Todd and I had the opportunity to be done. We got a really good offer. We could have, re- like, we could have washed our hands and sold ClickFunnels and been done. But as we looked at it honestly, like this was the reason that was driving that entire decision. It was fear. Fear that like maybe we couldn't 
do what we need to do with next step. Maybe we couldn't figure out next things. Maybe like a million different ideas. And we had this amazing option where we could be done and retire and like just be done. But man, as we sat there at his lake house in Georgia sitting there like, what do we do? What do we do? Like this was the thing that kept pulsing was this call. It was like move forward with faith. Like no, you guys can do this. Like but we don't know how. We're not ready. Like for us to do that, like we literally have can't pay ourselves or, <coughs> excuse me, most executives on our team for two years if we're going to do that. And we're like, all right. Well, I'm not going to lie. We thought it was going to be a year. Ended up being two years, but um, we decided to move forward in faith and to, and to create, um, create ClickFunnels 2.0, which, by the way, all y'all who are in the room today and tomorrow are going to get access by tomorrow. Are you guys excited for that? As long as Todd tells me that's true, I think it will. Whoever bring out in a minute, he'll tell me, but um, that's the game plan. So Napoleon Hill, in, thinking, or in Outwitting the Devil, he said something cool. He said, um, he said you are entitled... You're entitled to know that, that uh, two entities occupy your body. One of these entities is motivated in response to the impulse of fear, and the other one responds to the impulse of faith. And for us, every single day, it's a choice. They're both there. And the more you choose this over and over consistently, the more it creates this pattern. It gets easier and easier and easier. Okay? That's the difference between the driven and the drifters. The, drift, uh, the driven are those who choose, who choose faith. Okay. So the question again for you is, will you be guided towards faith or allow fear to overtake you? Okay, so let's talk about the driven now. Um, uh, one of my favorite things about what we do, and it's funny, like two minutes before I came on stage, uh, we heard you guys going crazy. Todd's back there, and uh, he said, this is, this is insane. He's like, we, he's like, I thought we were just building websites. I thought we were building software. He's like, I had no idea that this is what was going to happen. Um, and uh, what's fun for me is um, I feel like that what we do here at ClickFunnels is that um, our calling is we were called to serve the driven. And um, I got a message here, and I hope uh, Annie doesn't mind me reading this, but she voxed this to me like three or four days ago when there was so much chaos coming into this event, stress, anxiety, all the things that happened. And she voxed me this, and like it changed everything for me, but man, it also like helped put in perspective like why we do what we do. And I wanted, you guys cool if I read this real quick? Um, so this is what Annie said. And, and if those who don't know Annie Grace, by the way, um, she is an, she's right here. She's amazing. Um, <laughs> What Annie does, her whole mission, she helps people break the chains of alcohol addiction in families. It's one of the most amazing, like, she's an amazing person. What she does is so powerful. And so that gives you context of kind of this message she sent me, which, by the way, thank you for, like, timing was impeccable. <laughs> okay, so she said, good morning. You are on my mind. When I first came to FHL 2017, I had no idea the cost of live events to the person who's on stage, especially the cost of people like us who were reluctant to be on stage in the first place. Ironically, most people in the audience actually think, oh, that's lucky. I'm, that must be nice. Anyway, I've hosted a few of my own, much smaller, and I now know the cost. You have to give so much. Push right against the edge of what you think you can give. So I just wanted to say that you are amazing. It was that single FHL 2017 event. I didn't even have a ClickFunnels account yet. I just felt God nudge me towards being there in Dallas. It changed everything. Your, your sacrifice of doing what is so hard, of pushing yourself beyond what is reasonable for a person or the world to ask of someone, has made all the difference for me, for us. We as a family are changed. There's real freedom in what your dedication to your mission helps me to do. Innumerable dads are now able to read bedtime stories to their kids instead of yelling at them before passing out drunk. There are real people who are alive today who would not be, thousands of them. <coughs> real families where the curses of alcohol addiction, the devil, have now been broken for generations. Real women and children who are not getting hit or worse. Real rapes that are not happening. Sorry to be so blunt, but what you help me do is in the world is on the edge of the battle of good and evil. And Russell, as you go next week, please hear me when I tell you that you are amazing. You are doing his work at the highest level. He is so proud. And we'll be in the audience every moment grateful for you. Clet and your entire family who allowed you to change the world in a beautiful and unique way that only you can. 
Uh, <laughs> that's one person in this room, you guys. Like, I literally have no interest in any of you guys making money. I could not care less. Like, that is not my goal. And hopefully you guys know that. We talk about money. We talk about awards. But I've been called to serve the driven. And the reason why is because I know what the driven can do. I know what entrepreneurs like you guys can do. One person, Annie Grace, who hears the call and who doesn't shrink in fear. She steps up in faith against an insurmountable, like, foe to go out to battle every single day and change the world in her own way. Like, the fact that we get to be a little piece in that and help her to magnify her message, like, is, like, more like I have dreamt for a million years. And that's what I want for all of you guys as well. Like, every single one of you guys have something. There's some group of people you've been called to serve, someone's life you've been called to change. And if we can be a little piece in that mission to give you, like, the tool, the idea, the technique, like, something to help get your mission and your message out to more people, then everything that we've done here at ClickFunnels, like, that's what matters. Okay? Um, like I said, we're less in, uh, interested in how much money you make and more interested on, the, on how you're able to serve the people you've been called to serve. Okay? Um, the driven people, they feel something. And I know you guys feel that. That's why you're here, right? They feel something. Uh, in the Bible, <clears throat> in the book of Proverbs, it says, without a vision, the people perish. You guys are the ones with the vision. That's why you're here. You've seen something different. That's why you showed up here. The people who haven't seen that, they're not here. They're waiting for people like you guys to step up and be the leaders. At FHL Orlando, we made this little video, and um, we showed it on stage, and we never showed it since then. And, I, and as I was preparing this presentation, I found it again. I was like, I want to show this again. So those who are in Orlando like five years ago, sorry, I showed this once, but this is the video we created uh, to show during that event that really illustrates who you guys are as the driven. So with that said, check out this quick video. Here's to the crazy ones. The misfits. The rebels. The troublemakers. The round pegs in the square holes. The ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules. And they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them. Because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some might see them as the crazy ones, we see genius because the people who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do all right so this is an identity i want to give all of you guys today um i need everybody to stand up with me real quick i'm going to stand up and i want you to have you touch your chest and you repeat these words say i am driven Again, louder. I am driven. Say one more time. I am driven. One more time. I am driven. All right, you guys. You're the driven. All right. Okay, you sit back down. So, the driven. I want to talk about this. A couple things you need to know on this journey. Okay? Um, my whole goal is to show you guys where you're at, where you're going, and what to prepare for. Because, uh, this mission is not slowing down for any of you guys, okay? The world's getting crazy, and we need you. We need the driven to step up to change the world and keep it from going to chaos. Um, the first thing I want to talk about, uh, coming back to the Heroes 2 journeys. And uh, we talked about this a little earlier. So here's you. You are this hero. You are in this ordinary world, right? And you're going on this mission. You have this thing you want to achieve. You have this thing you want to accomplish. You may not know exactly what it is yet, okay? So 
excuse me, because of that, we've tried to make it easy. That's one of the biggest reasons, excuse me, one of the biggest reasons why we do the Two Comma Club Award and the Two Hard Award and all the big awards, the Bootstrap Award, all the awards we'll be giving out over the next two days is because some of you guys don't know exactly what that is yet. You're like, I feel a pull, I feel a tug, I don't know what it is, so I'm going to make it tangible. Like, there's an award, okay? If you start pursuit of that award, you start running towards that award, you're going to start learning all the things you need to learn to be able to become who you're supposed to be, okay? So you're going to go on this journey, okay? And here, here, this is the big award you want. This is the journey of achievement. There's a flag, and then there's going to be this huge, long journey for you to go, right? You're going to go on this, this journey. And eventually, as you go through this path, you're going to achieve something amazing. Now, like I said earlier, I don't really care if you guys make a ton of money or not. I don't care if you win a two-column club or not. Like, that's great. There's a goal. There's something to work towards, okay? When I was wrestling, I wanted to be the best in the world. I wanted to be national champ. I never actually achieved that. In high school, I took second in the nation, which is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. But I never, be, I never actually my goals. But it doesn't matter. How many of you have seen Rocky Part 1? Rocky didn't beat Apollo Creed. Right? He, with all his heart, he pursued this thing. He never actually uh, achieved it. But guess what did happen? On this journey, they call this the hero's two journeys because there's actually two journeys. The journey that all of us are pursuing, that the audience is aware. If you watch any movie, you know the Lightning McQueen's trying to win the Piston Cup. You know what Shrek's trying to do. You know what, uh, what uh, Bilbo Baggins and Frodo. And the, you know, like, you see the outward journey, right? This is the thing that, that everybody's aware of is this, this uh, journey of achievement. But if the story is told correctly, the second journey is the journey of transformation. This is the who you become. This is a much more powerful and more important. This is the only journey I actually care about for you guys. Okay? And hopefully you achieve your dreams and your wants and your goals. But if you become someone different, become someone better on the journey, that's all that really matters to me and to the rest of the ClickFunnels community. Like, that is the key. Okay, and I got a secret for you guys. You've actually already been on this journey. That's why you're actually here. Do you know that? Some of you guys are like, I'm starting my hero's journey. No, 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 no. The first journey you already did. If you actually read the hero's journey, at the end of the journey, guess what the hero does? The hero accomplishes this thing and then he returns back to the ordinary world with the elixir. There's an elixir. <laughs> they accomplish the thing and they come back to the ordinary world and then they start the second journey. Okay? The reason why you guys are in this room is because you've already accomplished something. Right? You did something. I'm guessing most of you guys, like look at... You know, the funnel hackers off my head. Like, Kaylin Poland, right? Kaylin went through her journey, lost a whole bunch of weight, right? She did the hero's journey. She achieved what she wanted to. She transformed. She became someone different. But then she didn't stop, okay? She returned with the elixir. She came back to the ordinary world. And then she changed hundreds of thousands of women's lives with what she knew. That's the second journey. This is the journey I care about. This first journey right here, this is the journey of growth, okay? This is the first hero's journey. But I'm guessing most of you guys have gone on this. You've become someone already. That's why you're here. You know you've got something inside of you. You wouldn't have been here, right? Like, man, I have this talent, this hobby, this thing that I know I can change the lives of other people. I just have to get it out there. I'm going to Funnel Hacking Live because that's what they do there. They take people who are driven, who have gifts, and they help them to magnify their callings. That's exactly what's happening here. Okay, so my guess is you've already been on this thing. You, you've accomplished something. You've had some growth. And now you're here today because you're going on the second journey. And the second journey is the one that I care about. This is the journey of contribution. I think that's my next slide. There we go. The journey of contribution. Now, the journey of contribution looks very similar. Okay, because you're all starting out here. You're smiling. You're still over here. You got this result you want to get. It says result. That's supposed to be a flag. And there's this huge journey, right? You're back, you're back in your ordinary world. The difference is this time, it's not just you. This time, you are carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders because you feel called. How many guys feel that? Right? It's heavy. The mantle is heavy. Just she has no, if you're like, oh, I'm going to make a whole bunch of money, life's going to be easy. No, 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 no. Not if you do it the way that we want to do it. Okay? There's ways to make money easy. Okay? There's gambling, there's cheating, there's like, but the way where you're trying to pursue something and change somebody's life, like, it's heavy. 
Like I'm taking the entire responsibility. Like I literally, like, if you guys knew how much effort I put into serving you guys, and I don't have to, like, <laughs> I love it, but I don't have to. But man, I feel this calling. It's like constant and consistent. People are having to understand, like, why don't you stop? Why don't you slow down? I'm like, because these are my people. Like, I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders because I want to get you your result. And so I'm going to keep trying to figure out things. We're going to spend more time on software. I'm going to do better training, bigger fun hacking lives, more events, more products, more software. Like, whatever we can do to solve the problems, make your job easier so that you can go on this journey, that's the key. Because your second journey, you are carrying the market that you've been called to serve. You're taking them on this journey with you. Okay? And hopefully you got goals. Your goal right here might be a two comma club award. Okay? It might be two comma club X. Maybe it's a two hard award. We want to give a million dollars to charity. I don't care, but you got something you're, you're striving towards. And as you go on this journey the second time, you're going to transform again. And this is amazing. So this is the Heroes 2 journey. Heroes 2 journey. This time it's all about contribution. Take a picture of that so you don't miss a few notes. Just kidding. It says contribution there. Okay? And so that's the second journey I want to talk about. That's the one that we're here today, is to take you guys, because I know all of you guys are heavy. You're, like, you have that calling, you have that mantle, you're holding the entire way of the world on your shoulders. The people you know you've been called to serve. So our job at ClickFunnels is to make, that lot, like, to make that job easier for you, to give you the tools and the things you need to be more successful. Okay? Um, okay, now a couple things is when you go on the second journey, as I was kind of preparing this, there were like three core things that popped out of me, like things that make this hard or that make it scary or that make a shift a lot of times from faith back into fear. Okay, it's easier to like step back, right? And so you start going like, oh, I'm going to do this. You start moving forward. You're like, oh, it's heavy. Oh, this is awesome. And you're like, oh, can I do this? And you're like, oh, that fear, being a drifter sounds really easy. Like, I don't have to do this. Like, what if I just set it down and then like came back over here and drifted, right? Like you've read Atlas Shrugged. That's the end of the book. Like all the producers who are holding away the world on their shoulder, they shrug and they walk back and they go back and, and like, I don't want that. I want to support you guys who are holding the weight of the world on your shoulders. That's my goal. That's my mission, right? And so you have this thing. And so there were three things I wrote down there. Like, there's three things that um, if people understood, I think it'll make, this, uh, it'll make this weight lighter for you guys, okay? And so the first one I want to talk about is called stewardship. There you go. <laughs> my writing gets worse and worse, and this is day one, hour one. <laughs> Can you imagine by Friday, Saturday, what it's going to look like? Okay, number one is stewardship. I am a big, big believer that um, so many of you guys come into this world and you're like, all right, I'm going to win $10 million. I'm going to win this award. I'm going to do all this sort of things. I'm going to build my version of ClickFunnels. Right? You come in with that. Um, you have to understand that like that fear of saying you're not ready, you're not worthy yet is true to a point. Right? You're not. That's why you have to step forward in faith and start learning things. And what's going to happen is you start pursuing, you start moving forward in faith, God's going to give you an idea. Okay? And the first idea is not going to be like, you should go build ClickFunnels. You should build eBay. You should build this thing called Amazon. Like, that's not the first idea. The first idea is the little one. Because it's like, I wonder if Russell's going to be a good steward of ideas. I'm going to give him an idea. And so I was sitting there, my college dorm, working on some stuff. Uh, and I also had an idea for this thing. And my very first idea was this thing called ZipRander. How many of you guys are my ZipRander customers in here? Seriously? There's like three or four people that bought ZipRander. Dude, that's amazing. I was in college. Like, that's... I was like a sophomore in college. That was my, even pre-potato gun, my very first idea was called ZipRander. I created that thing. We launched it to the world. I sold like 30 of them. It was amazing, right? Changed my life. It actually, it was like, this actually works. People bought stuff from me on the internet. This is great. That was my first idea, right? And guess what? As good of an idea as I thought it was at the time, it was not that good of an idea, but it was an idea. And so God gave me an idea. and said, I wonder if Russell will be a good steward of this idea. And he gave me the idea and watched. And said, oh, he did something with it. He didn't shrink in fear. He stepped forward in faith and did something with it. Okay, I can trust him. I'm going to give him a little better idea. And he gave me the next idea. Try this one out. I want to see what he's going to do with it. It's like, is he going to handle it or not? And I started going forward, and I did it or I didn't, right? 
and then the next one, and the next one. And he gives us stewardship of these ideas to see what we're going to do with it. Like, are you going to do something with it? And if you keep doing that, keep doing that, eventually he gives you better and better ideas, bigger and bigger opportunities, okay? Um, and that's what you have to understand. It's interesting, if you read um, the, the parable in the Bible, the parable of the talents, is one of the, like, the most interesting, interesting stories in the Bible, right? So the master comes and he has three servants, and he gives one servant five talents. Second one, he gives two talents, and third, he gives one talent right? He says, go and do something with this. Like, I'm, I'm like, go and I'm going to see if you're a good steward of this stuff and then come back and report back. So they go out there, they do their things, and the, the guy who gets five talents, he goes and invests the talents for money. He takes the money, invests it, comes back and makes, I think he comes back with ten. And the next guy with two goes back, invests it, comes back with four. And the person that had one was like, oh, I don't want to lose this, so we went and buried it and hit it. And so the master comes back, he's like, hey, what'd you guys do? And the first guy's like, hey, I took the five, turned it into ten. He's like, oh, you're a good steward of ideas. Cool. You can have everything I have. He says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. You are a good steward of your ideas. I will give you more. Then he goes back to the one who hid the talent and said, what did you do, what'd you do with it? It's like, well, I, I hid it. I didn't want to break it or lose it or I just kind of hid it over here. Okay, he literally says in the scripture, it says, I was afraid and I went and I hid the talent in the earth. What did the master tell him? It wasn't very good for him. <laughs> he said, take it from him and give it to the person who's a good steward. Have you guys ever had an idea for something? Like, oh, it's going to be cool. I'm going to do it. And then you didn't do it. And then later you saw someone else do it. Like, oh, I had that idea. Yeah, I bet you did. Fidget spinners. <laughs> Fidget spinners. Fidget spinners were the one. Okay. It's interesting, right? Okay. Ideas come and go. We have a million ideas. But the, the question is, are you going to be a good steward of the ideas when they come? Okay. Because on this journey, you're going to pick up the way of the world. Because you're like, I'm going to change the world with what I got. And you're going to start moving this thing. And he's like, all right. We're going to see if Russell actually, is, actually believes. How much has he bought into this? Is he going to do it? He's saying he's driven. He stood up and said it. I'm driven. Is he? Or is he going to be a drifter? I'm going to test him. Here's an idea. And he sees what happens. Wow. He was a good steward of that one. I'm going to give him another one. I'm going to give him another one. I'm going to give him another one. Okay, three years ago, FHL, I showed you guys. Have you guys remember this? I showed every funnel I'd built before ClickFunnels. 150 funnels. Not that I'd like built in an account. 150 funnels I had created, <coughs> designed, built a product for, wrote copy for, and launched into the internet. 150 funnels before we built ClickFunnels. Okay? It wasn't one. wasn't two. People are like, where else? When's my ClickFunnels going to come about? Well, you got some work to do. Create a funnel. Then another one. No, but I tried a funnel. It didn't work, Russell. You said it's one funnel away. That's a big scam. No. I just said it's the first funnel. Right? Do it. And then do it again and do it again and do it again. And eventually, if you are consistent, then you'll get the idea. And God's like, all right, he's a good steward of my idea. Here's another one. Here's another one. Oh, my gosh. This is the one. It's called ClickFunnels. And I was like, what? ClickFunnels? Todd, we should make this thing called ClickFunnels. Like, that's a great idea. Right? Russell, you're so smart. No, 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 no. The ideas are placed in your mind. You have to understand that. Okay? So all of you guys, we all want to have these big level 10 opportunities, but you don't get them right now. You don't get this right now. Okay? That shows up when you start moving forward in faith. Okay? And then you get the ideas, and he's testing to see if you're a good steward. And if you, get, if you keep pursuing that, and you prove to be a good steward, you get better ideas and more ideas. It's pretty exciting. Okay? The next thing is capacity. Okay? That's the other thing. When we decide to go on this journey, how many of you guys are here right now, you're about to start, you're like, I don't know if I can do that. That is really far away, right? Like, like, I'm not ready. I'm not worthy. I don't know if I can handle this. Like, why me? There's so many people that are better qualified. There's so many people that should be doing this besides me. I can tell you in the, the category kings groups, we have different mastermind levels. Uh, the category kings group, they pay $150,000 a year to be in that group. And what's fascinating is almost every single person in that group is like, man, why did I have to be the one to do this? Like, I had this idea, I had this calling, but like, I wanted someone else to do it. I kept trying to give it to other people, but then like, kept coming back, like, no, this is yours. Like, but, <laughs> fine. Right, fine, I'll take it. Okay? And so what happens is we have to test our capacity. Um, 
again, I, I shared this quote earlier, but it says, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. Okay? And so what's going to happen is he's not just going to make it easy. Okay? If you come back to the hero's journey, there's this time. Uh, in the middle, we have all the trials and the, uh, the problems and things like that. He calls it in, um, in, um, in uh, Hero of a Thousand Faces, he calls it crossing the abyss. The abyss is this time with all the trials and the temptations. Right? Every hero goes through it, right? And so again, you've got to be able to increase your capacity to actually be able to handle the thing you're doing. Right? If you would have handed me the problems that ClickFunnels has today, seven years ago, it would have crushed me. I would have been like, and I would have quit and died. Like, it's literally like, if you just knew, like, this morning alone, how many fires Todd and I put out backstage while we're warming up to come out here, and we're like, I can't believe this would have crushed us 10 years ago. And we're like, dun, 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 let's go. Right? But how does that happen? It doesn't happen overnight. It happens by you go through the abyss. You go through the problems, the struggles, the trials. Right? And you get stronger. You increase your capacity. And then he gives you another trial. And he's like, why is he doing this to me? This is so hard. Why am I in London and the entire world wants to kill me? He said, because if we had 100,000 members now, you wouldn't be able to handle it. So I got to strengthen you up, Russell. So we're going to crash click for a little while, see how tough you guys are. You're going to build more infrastructure, more things in place. We're going to test yourself, and it increases your capacity. Same thing we do in the weight room, right? We go in the weight room to tear down our muscles to increase our capacity so we can handle more. So just know as you start on this journey, I promise you it is not going to be easy. I promise you. Anyone tells you, oh, it's going to be easy, it's going to be fun. No, 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 it's not going to be easy or fun. It's going to be hard, but that's part of it. Because right now, the things that you have, the dreams, the goals you have, I promise you, you don't have the capacity to actually handle it yet. So as you step out into this journey, you move forward with faith, and you leave the ordinary world, and you're going on this journey, it's going to be hard because you've got to be tested. You've got to increase your capacity. So prepare for it. It's going to be okay. That's why I have a community like this of people. You can surround yourself around. So when you're like, this is not working. My Facebook account got shut down. Nobody's buying my product. I did a webinar. I had 300 people signed up. Not a single person showed up. I tried to do an event and nobody showed up. There were two people in the room. I spent every penny I had and two people showed up in this room. It was so embarrassing. Okay? Yes. It's going to happen over and over and over again because it has to, you have to be able to increase your capacity because the missions you've all been called for are heavier than you can handle right now. Do you think that Annie Grace, when she got, when got into this whole thing, when she was struggling with drinking herself, and all of a sudden she figured out how to break the whole thing, and all of a sudden she felt the weight of the world on her shoulders, like, hey, go out there, and you're going to be battling heaven and hell, trying to save these people and their families? Do you think she was ready for that? No. So she had to go on this journey and increase her capacity over and over and over again. The mission's the same for all of you guys. If it wasn't, the story would be boring. Can you imagine a, a story or a movie where you go, and the hero leaves the ordinary world, and he strolls around for a little while, and he gets to the end? That movie would be so boring. Why would you expect that your journey is going to be anything different? If you truly want to contribute and change the world, it's going to be heavy. Okay, but it's okay. He's not going to give you anything you can't handle. He's going to give you just enough to increase your capacity. And sometimes it's going to feel like failure. Okay, before I met Todd 10 years ago, I thought I had everything figured out. I had the vision, I had the mission. I knew exactly where I was going. I was going on thing, and maybe I took a wrong route. I don't know what happened, but I thought I was following like everything I was supposed to be doing. And all of a sudden, one day, I went from having 100 employees to me having to lay off like 90-something employees, everything crashing down below me. And I was like, I thought I was doing everything right. Like, what's happening? Like, what, like, why is this happening to me? I was so frustrated. It took like almost five years for us to get from this like crash to losing our business to like shutting things down to like, it was a five-year cycle for us to get through that and then come back through the other side of the abyss. And then on the backside of that, I met Todd. We launched ClickFunnels. All these things happened. I was like, if I had not gone through that pain, during that window of time, I never would have been able to handle any of this, right? And so for all of you guys, understand that on this journey. Do not give up. Do not switch from being a driven to becoming a drifter when it gets hard, because it will get hard. But I promise you it's worth it. Someday you'll show up in a room after remembering being in a room with two people, and you walk into 5,000 people, and you're like, this is worth it. 
all this was worth it, okay? All right, and then the last thing, or not last thing, the next thing we'll talk about, so we have, we had, uh, what was the first one? Who can read my handwriting here? Yeah, we got stewardship, capacity, stewardship, capacity, and number three, this is one that's going to be big, it's going to hit you all, is guilt. How many of you feel guilt sometimes when you start pursuing this? Yeah, isn't that weird? You're like, well, I think I'm doing the right thing. Why do I feel so guilty about this? Okay. Um, you have to understand, this is interesting. I had a really fascinating um, uh, call with Dan Kennedy about this a little while ago. And by the way, Dan's going to be back tonight. We had a Dan Kennedy day yesterday for those who were there. It was amazing. He went for like seven or eight hours. He's coming back tonight for a special session after the breakout rooms. <clears throat> but I had this really interesting conversation with him. I was asking him, was like, it's weird. When you watch TV or you watch movies, like... Have you ever noticed that the entrepreneurs like us are always the villain in the movie? Every single time, it's like, oh, it's the evil rich billionaire who's going to take over the world. And they're always the bad guys. Like, why are we the bad guys? Like, I feel like we're doing good stuff, right? And Dan said something really interesting. He said, if you look at, like, the money pyramid or, like, he said the top, there's, like, 1% that are, like, the super wealthy. There's 4% up here. And then there's 15% that are, like, kind of the, the middle class. And then 80% is, like, the drifters. In fact, it's funny. Napoleon Hill in the, in the book over here said, uh, that 2% of, pe- of the population are driven, 98% are drifters. I don't know the exact number, but it's, 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 not, it's not high, right? And so what, um, what Dan Kennedy said, he said, it's interesting, he said that all of the uh, media, these are the people they're selling to, right? This is the masses. This is who, who Disney's got to sell to. And this is who all the masses are. So they create stuff that makes these people feel really, really good. And the best way to do that is make these guys seem really, really evil. And so all of this produced Hollywood stuff makes us come out to be the bad guy, which is really interesting. But you have to understand, in the reality, in the real world, you look at this, the heroes are these people right here. The heroes are the driven. The heroes are the ones who are creating, who are expiring, who are moving things, right? Like, those are the ones who are the heroes of the story. And so when you guys understand that, that you as the driven, you guys are actually the heroes of the story. Like, when you understand that, yeah. You're the heroes, that's the big deal. Let's give yourself a round of applause for that. Think about that, like, um, um, like, think about all the amazing things we have in life. Think about your favorite things in life. Like, it was, it was created by somebody who was an entrepreneur, right? How many of you guys like your phones? Okay? There was this guy named Steve Jobs who was obsessed with trying to create a business to make a bunch of money, which created this huge, like, wake of contribution that created the iPhone, right? Every business is based on that. It's interesting, um, another quote that Dan told me on that call that was interesting, and this is something he's like, he's like, you don't ever want to post this on Facebook because people think you're arrogant. But he said, um, he said, Andrew Carnegie once said, he said that no man achieves any great thing in life unless in his private thoughts he believes he is superior to all other men. <laughs> so again, don't quote that on Facebook, but I want to think about that. I was in a room one time uh, of entrepreneurs like this, and uh, someone asked us, nobody ever raised their hand. This isn't true for all of you guys, but I'm not going to have you raise your hands, but if you want to, like, just smile if you know I'm talking about you. How many guys in your secret thoughts feel this way? <laughs> okay? I'm going to say it again. No man achieves any great thing in life unless in his private thoughts he believes that he is superior to all other men. Andrew Carnegie, one of the richest men of all time. Okay? It's interesting. Like, for you to have the gumption to be like, hey, I'm going to be the person who takes responsibility for this, and I'm going to be the one who's going to take this, and I'm going to go on this journey. Like, that's, that takes a lot, Right? Okay, maybe you don't believe it that hard, that strong, you have to understand, like, you're the hero, like, you have to have confidence in that, like, I'm smart enough, I'm good, like, I'm going to do this thing, I'm capable of it, right? Um, 
um, another thing that's interesting that I have so many cool notes here. I'm running out of time already. Can we just go? How many of you guys are going to go until midnight tonight? Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, it's important for us as we're doing this to pursue that we're pursuing our self-interest. Like each of you guys, it's, it, this is a hard thing to say out loud. And the world does not want us to say this, but if it wasn't for the fact that me and Todd pursued our self-interest, like we want to build software, where we can build funnels, we're going to make a crap ton of money. Okay? Like as much as like I would say initially like, like oh yeah, I wasn't doing this. I wanted to build a whole bunch. I want to build funnels so people can make a bunch of money. That was not the initial pursuit, right? Uh, Pedro said this best one time. He said, God tricked me into building a business, <laughs> right? He comes up here and says, I need to achieve something. He tricks you like, okay, <clears throat> you're going to achieve something. And also you're like, oh, I'm going to do that. You start trying to achieve this thing, right? And he tricks us sometimes. So he tricks us to go achieve this thing. And we go on this path. We go on this journey because he knows that by pursuit <clears throat> of our self-interest, we are going to become who we need to be. Okay. Weird, my phone is talking. I must have clicked something weird. Like, who's talking out of my butt? That was so weird. <laughs> I think, is there somebody behind me? This is so awkward. Okay. And so most of us as entrepreneurs can feel guilty. Like, I'm pursuing my self-interest. Like, I want to build a business. I want everyone to do Comic Club Board. I want to make a much money. You're like, oh, I can't say that because I, I feel bad about it. My friends will think I'm like one of those people. I don't want to be the villain. I don't want to be the bad guy. Right? We're going to have that. But you have to understand that like, and uh, Brooke Castillo, who's going to be up here next, she said something so powerful to me the other day on, on, a, on a call. She said that so many of us like try to shrink because of that. Like, oh, I don't, want, I don't know if I'm going to do that thing. And she said, you have to understand, like, those desires were not placed in your heart by you. Those desires to pursue something were placed in somebody else, or placed there by somebody else. He said, you didn't create yourself, right? We didn't create ourselves. God created us, and he put these desires in our heart for us to pursue something. Right? Because somebody tricks us, pursue this thing right here because I know as you go on this journey, you're going to become someone different. Why did, I, why did I go through a decade and a half of my life pursuing wrestling? I never became the greatest in the world. I never became what I wanted to. But the pursuit of it made me become who I became. I couldn't have done any of this had I not pursued my wrestling goals and made this happen. Okay? Had I not pursued my ClickFunnels goals, I never would have figured out this whole thing. Right? There's going to be a transition point as you are pursuing something in self-interest. Like, I want to accomplish this thing that all of a sudden... All these other things are going to happen, and this is when you have a chance to become who you need to be. You have a chance to serve the people you've been called to serve. Okay? So don't feel guilty about it. Um, Dan Kennedy talked about this as well uh, in one of our No BS newsletters. It was so cool. He said that um, he had George Foreman at one of the info summits, and he said George Foreman talked about, like, when you're boxing, he's like, if you pull your punches, like, uh, you're going to lose. Right? And so many of us, like, we're going out there trying to change the world. Like, oh, we're going to pull our punches a little bit, kind of wait a little bit. He said that if you're boxing, he's like, you pull your punches, you're going to lose. He said, you can't go out there about to fi fight some, like, oh, well, I've won a title before. He's never won it before. Maybe, boom, and then you lose, right? You don't go out there like, oh, well, I, you know, he's not a black guy. He's not, not going to be fair. I'm going to go a little lighter on him. You can't do that when you're pursuing something amazing. You can't pull your punches, okay? And what's cool about entrepreneurship is even better is there's not like boxing where there's one winner, one loser. Like all of you guys can pursue your dreams. All of you guys can pursue your interests. All of you guys can create something, and nobody else loses, right? Everybody grows together. That's what's so amazing about what we actually do, right? Um, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it's hard when you're in this world around you. And most, again, 98% of people aren't driven. And sometimes I'm like, man, am I messed up? Is there something wrong with me? And um, it's, uh, like, I, I don't know how many of you guys have watched the documentary, uh, the docu-series, um, The Last Dance by Michael Jordan. Like, I, yeah, if you guys haven't watched that, it's amazing. But it's so cool to see him, the greatest basketball player of all time, go out there and you watch his team like he was crazy and he worked hard. He was trying to pursue this thing. And it's like he would yell at us, he would beat us up, he would do all kinds of stuff because he wanted this. But by him pursuing his self-interest, what did he create? Okay? He created a team, a culture, a legacy, like all these things. 
okay? As you are pursuing your dreams, the wake of contribution that will go behind you will change the lives of tens of thousands or millions of people. So don't hide like, oh, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do this. Like, you have to move forward, okay? And then people are going to watch you move forward, and then they're going to step up. Uh, for my wrestlers in the room, there's an old wrestling movie called Vision Quest, which is kind of a cheesy movie. Um, the guy from Stranger Things actually is the main character in it when he was a little kid. But um, anyway, he's a wrestler. He's getting ready for this wrestling tournament. And um, the night before, or the day of his wrestling tournament, he goes over and he sees his, his buddy who's, who works at a hotel. He's like the cook of the hotel. And he's never taken a day off. <clears throat> and he walks over to see his, bu- see his buddy. And his buddy is, um, uh, is there all dressed up in like a suit and tie. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, you're, you're working. Why are you taking work off? He's like, you never take work off. He's like, I'm taking work off because I want to see you compete. He said, dude, like, you don't have to worry about it. It's just this match. It's not that big of a deal. And he says this quote um, that every time I see a man, I break down like crying. But he said, um, uh, this, this guy, his friend, he said, he said, one time at night, he's like, I was sitting there after working all day. I was sitting on TV late at night, flipping through channels. And all of a sudden, I saw this soccer game come up. And I saw this guy, Pele, the greatest soccer player of all time. He said he jumped up and he did a backflip and he kicked the ball over his head and it went into the goal. And afterwards, he ripped off his jersey, started running around, throwing around in the stadium, going crazy. He says, I watched it, I started crying. And he said, the reason why I was crying, he said, because, um, this was the quote, he said, because I had just seen another human being lift himself up and the rest of humanity up to a better place, even if it was just for a minute. Okay, that's what people need. They want to see you come on stage. They want to see you succeed. Like, like, they see that, like, it raises them. It raises their beliefs, their hopes. It gets them to stop drifting, gets them to stop moving in fear. They say, man, if this person can move forward in faith, then I can. Okay, if this person can do it, then I can do it. And all of a sudden, you start bringing other people along with you. You bring more, more people, make more people driven, and it helps us change the world. So I want you guys to understand, like, you are the hero. Do not feel guilty. Like, this is so important for us to pursue the things we're going after because, first off, it's who we're going to become someone different along the way, and second off, that's how we change the world. Okay. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> you guys getting this? Okay, a couple other cool things. So next thing we understand is that desire you guys feel in your hearts, that is your calling. The desire is the calling. Um, and so I don't want you guys to feel guilty for that. <coughs> I'm probably going to go through the next ones a, couple, uh, a lot faster here because I'm way over time already. So the first thing we understand is that after you feel that calling, there's two things to understand. Number one thing you have to understand is who. Who are the people you've been called to serve? Okay, this is the key of all of businesses. Like, I get so crazy when I go to internet marketing events, people are like so geeking out on like keywords and SEO and like, like all this stuff. Like, no, 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 like the key of business is this. Who are you called to serve? Like when you figure this out, this is when business becomes easy. Okay, and here's a hint for most of you guys. The person that you were called to serve is probably you five years ago. Before you went on the Heroes Journey the first time. Before you accomplished the first thing. There's a hint. So my guess is most of you are called to serve you five years ago. So that's the first question. Second question, then after you know who are you called to serve, what is the problem that you can solve for them? And that's kind of it. That's business in a nutshell. Who are you called to serve, and what problems can you solve for them? Um, in fact, it's interesting. Let me go forward a couple slides here. Uh, this right here, this is my Category King group. So we did our first Category King meeting, yeah? Last October, we almost a year. Um, these guys are amazing. Like, we had so much fun. But the day before uh, our very first meeting, um, we had a special day where we had, uh, it was, we called it our, our Category King Day. And uh, one of the authors of the book, Play Bigger, Play Bigger is a book about how to become a Category King. But we had one of the authors come and do a one-day uh, workshop with us. And it was so cool. It was so fascinating. And uh, he came out, and the first thing he said, he said, uh, everything I've learned about how to become a Category King, I learned after I wrote the book. He's like, we're not even going to talk about the book today because everything I learned that's actually really important is, is not that. 
And then what's crazy about it, he said, the biggest thing I learned about creating, becoming a category king in your market is you have to figure out what is the problem that you solve for somebody else. That's it. And he started talking about this, this concept, like, what is the problem? And he talked about how, like, if you, um, oops, too far. He said that if you look at um, how businesses are created, like, everything's based on a category. Like, you go to the grocery store, you're like, oh, I'm going to go to the cereal category and find all the cereals. I'm going to go to the pizza category and find a pizza. Like, things are broken down in categories. That's what people find things. Back in the day, you go to the yellow pages and you'd find the, the category for whatever thing you were looking for, right? And so um, that was the key. It's like breaking these down in categories so that you figure out for you to create your own category, the secret, the goal is you have to figure out what is the problem you can solve that nobody else can solve. And when you figure out that problem, that's what changes everything. And so he started sharing some, some um, businesses that, that um, had solved the problem. And one of the ones he shared... He said that the problem, so I'm going to tell you guys the problem, and then I want you to see guys to tell me if you can figure out what the company is. So the problem that this company saw, they said, hey, just because I'm tired, just because I'm tired doesn't mean I'm thirsty. You guys guess? That's the problem someone had. What business was it that, that solved that problem? Just because I'm really, really tired doesn't mean I'm actually thirsty. Fiber energy, right? I didn't want to go drink a Red Bull, but I'm tired, but I don't want to drink this huge thing, so I just wanted a really quick shot. Okay? The problem was, ah, just because I'm tired doesn't mean I'm thirsty. The solution, Red Bull. Okay, here's another one. I want to surf in cold water longer. There's the problem. I want to surf in cold water longer. Who's the category king? O'Neill. Boom, O'Neill. Wetsuits, right? Um, I hate taxis. They're the worst thing in the world. That's the problem. What was it? Who was the category king? Uber, right? <laughs> and then ClickFunnels, we talk, when we built ClickFunnels initially, the problem we tried to solve is that entrepreneurs, they aren't technical. That's a problem. So many entrepreneurs are not technical, but they want to try to change the world. How do we do it? Okay? Click funnels. That was, the, that was the solution. So for you guys, the key is like figuring out what the problem you have is. And that's the problem that you solve is the goal, right? So who is the person I've called to serve? And if I can figure out the problem that I'm going to solve them, that's how I become the category king of that. And I wish I could talk for like three days just on this one principle. It was funny because um, Dave Allen, the author of this book, he actually had us do a breakout, uh, a breakout afterwards for like, I think like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And the 15 people who were in that room, each of them made $150,000 to be in that room. Not one of us could figure out what problem we solve. Is that crazy? Like, why is it so hard? In fact, it was interesting because like the first thing I did is I shared, I shared um, the problem that ClickFunnels solved. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was the problem we solved eight years ago, but it's not the problem we're supposed to solve today. It had shifted. It was just the most fascinating thing. In fact, I think that's my next thing I'm going to talk about here. Oh, no. Where did I leave the clicker? Oh, thank heavens. I thought I was going to be over there. I'm like, that's a long walk from where I am. Okay. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I'll I, I'm going to come back to that in a second. I'll talk about the thing. But the, one, the biggest thing, like, I want to try to simplify it because we're going to go over the next uh, four days. We're going to go deep in different funnel types and ways to get traffic and a whole bunch of amazing things. But I want to try to simplify this whole business for you guys really quick before we dive into it, okay? Because business is actually really, really simple. When you understand what business you're in. You are literally in the two-thing business. There's only two things. Number one is you are supposed to gather your people. Gather the people you're even called to serve. Okay? So we're in the gathering. So how do you do that? Well, there's funnels that gather. That, now you do a webinar, people gather. You do webinars, you do live events, you do things like we're gathering people together. Okay? So the goal is to gather a bunch of who's. And when we have a whole bunch of who's, it turns into this thing called a list. How many of you guys have an email list of people? Okay, that's the goal. In case you're curious, like, I don't know what I'm going to do the next four days. Like, this is the biggest goal. The bigger list of people you have that you're able to serve, the more money you'll make. That's it. That's the key. That's the big secret. It's not like we can better at ads or better at this. or like, Those things are all good. And they're all part of it. But the biggest key is whoever has the biggest email list will make the most amount of money. So that becomes the focus. I need a huge list of people that I can serve. Okay? 
I've told this in other events before in the past, like when we had uh, 1,000 people on our list, I was making 1,000 bucks a month. When I had 10,000, making 10,000 a month. 100,000, 100,000 a month. Million people on the list, million people a month, right? So the goal is like, how big can I get this list of the people who have been called to serve? Okay, and there's a whole bunch of ways. And so over this weekend, we're going to talk about different ways to get traffic to this, but as many ways you can to gather your people together so you can serve them. And the second side is then you've got to figure out what are the problems they have, and then we create this thing called an offer, and we sell the offers to the list. That's the business. That's it, you guys. It's not more complicated than that. I promise you, you're all going to try to overcomplicate it. You're all going to be stressed out. This funnel, this funnel, like, like, it doesn't really matter. Pick one. They're all, the goals of the funnels are, are two things. One goal of a funnel is to build a list, and the other goal is to sell a product to the, to the list you just gathered. Like, that's the goal of ClickFunnels. Okay, so this is the simplicity. And again, there's different funnels that will build the list. And there's three or four different ways you're going to learn about it. There's different ways to create offers. You're going to learn a bunch of different ways. But that's business, the simplicity of what we're actually trying to do and accomplish with you guys here. Okay, so you think about what this business you're actually in. You're in the business of gathering the people you've been called to serve and then creating offers and selling to those people. Like that's, that's it in a nutshell. Okay, so that's the business you're in. Um, really quick, I'm going to go through this. Like the ClickFunnels business. Um, again, the, the people that we've been called to serve are who? are entrepreneurs who are driven. That's the who. That's who we've been called to serve. Okay? And then the problem we solved. So with ClickFunnels 1.0, the problem that we solved was that entrepreneurs aren't technical. And so what we did is we built a website funnel creation system made it easy for entrepreneurs to build stuff. Right? And so that's kind of where ClickFunnels 1.0 was. Now what's interesting, and I wish I could go deeper on this, but um, a funnel in this, in this situation was a noun. Like here's a funnel. This is the thing you need. ClickFunnels 2.0, our problem has changed. And so everything we've done in the last two years, we're going to be showing, sharing more behind the scenes with you, is because um, things have changed. So ClickFunnels 2.0, the problem that we are trying to solve for the marketplace for you is not that entrepreneurs aren't technical. There's a hundred of web uh, companies now that you can build websites and drag and drop and make things simple. That's not the problem anymore. The problem is that you can go buy a Wix account for like 20 bucks and build an amazing website, but guess what? You have no customers. Okay? Funnels will bring you customers. So ClickFunnels 2.0, what we do is we, um, we help you create funnels to get customers to you. Okay, literally, we are shifting in our vocabulary as a company from, from funnel being a noun to being a verb. Okay, we help you get people from, from Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all these places, and we help funnel them to you. Okay, and so that's like our mission moving forward. Okay, um, which is going to be really cool. So, um, all right, I'm going to go to here. So, that was kind of what I want to share with you guys on this concept of the drifter versus the driven. I am so honored to be here with you guys as the driven, as the entrepreneurs who are here to change the world. I'm so excited for the next couple of days to do that. Now, what I want to do right now, um, behind the scenes, my partner in crime has been here uh, waiting for his big entrance to share. He's been, literally for the last two years, has been killing himself, him and his team, to build something amazing for you um, that, again, you're going to have access to tomorrow. Um, it's called ClickFunnels 2.0, and I want you guys to know just how much like, if you, could see, <laughs> if you could see behind the scenes how much time and effort and energy him and his family put in to serving you guys every single day. Um, he's someone who is one of my favorite people on this planet, one of my best friends, my business partner, and someone who I am so excited to introduce you guys. Everyone, let's stand up and put our hands together for Todd Dickerson! <laughs> What's up, Funnel Hackers? Hey. What's up, man? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> the man himself! 
What do you got to say to these people? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is so exciting. Oh man, um, man, when we were when we were getting together to uh, to put these slides together and talk about everything, I really wanted to find a way to kind of like show what I don't know thousands of driven entrepreneurs could accomplish together, working together. And I think just going through some of the things that you guys have done over this past year really? is like the way to do it, right? Let's let's talk about it. Do you need a clicker? Do you got one? Yeah. Awesome. So first up, I want to talk about how you guys have actually processed over $8 billion. Is that right? Like, billion. How crazy is A this? Billion. Right? Like almost $9 billion. <laughs> By next year, this time, $10 billion. We need to come up with like a Three Comic Club X award <laughs> like, to give you guys. I think that, that would probably be a good That's one. amazing, you guys. <laughs> but okay, so to try and like figure out what kind of traffic, what kind of data like beyond that you guys were going through, we dug into our analytics and we stumbled on this. This is the past 30 days, the traffic that you guys as a community have actually driven to ClickFunnels 2.0. It's quite a big difference compared to the 10,000 users that crashed us <laughs> year one, right? Um, you guys have done in the past 30 days, 370 million unique visitors to your websites. 370 million. Like, which that in itself is just kind of a, a random number, <laughs> right? Like, 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 is that a lot or is that, I don't know right? if it's on internet. So check this out. We went and did a little bit of digging, right? And there's some, some companies that have put together analytics. So Reddit does 370 million. eBay does 394 million. So as a community, you guys drive more traffic to our servers than Reddit, than CNN, the New York Times, like than any of these other Blue, things. Microsoft, Netflix, Discord. Like, How crazy is that, right? Like that's <laughs> insane. So we've grown quite a bit since year one and, and being able to support you guys. Um, so going and looking at our award winners, the two Comic Club award winners, you guys are almost at 2,000 total award winners. Crazy. Like give yourselves a hand, this is crazy. Yeah. We're looking at the early access doors opening up with all the award winners. I'm like, oh, it's like half the so many people. <laughs> this is so awesome, so amazing. And this is crazy, 419 new two Comic Clubs since last year. That's more than one person a day qualifying for two Comic Club, which is insane. So congratulations. <laughs> so cool. It is. And then two Comic Club X winners, which of course, yes, right here on the front row. Absolutely, 191 total winners now, and 48 new winners. That's, Wait. Again, that's like almost one person per week <laughs> is breaking the two Comic Club X barrier, which insane. is insane. It's like, Absolutely yeah, it's nuts. insane. So cool. And then two Comic Club C winners, 47, and you've had 14 since last week. Almost one a month. One a month. So, right? You guys are amazing. Give <laughs> yourselves a round of applause. Crazy. So obviously we've got to build our company to grow and support you guys. So I wanted to give you guys a look at what our team looks like right now. For 346 team members. And as you look through kind of the breakdown of our departments, one of the big things you'll see is that we've really heavily invested in the product development team over the past couple of years. We've gone through hiring the best engineers, the best people out there that we could find. And if you look at the numbers on the stats, there's only 25 websites in the world that get more traffic than ClickFunnels servers, right? Like, it's pretty difficult to find people that know how to handle this kind of scale. Not only build cool products, but build cool products that can scale and support you guys. So cool. You want to go over what happened over the last yes. 30 months? All right, here's a quick snapshot of what's happened in the last 30 months so we can lead up to today. So January 15, 2020, I was on Two Comic Club Cruise. Who are my Two Comic Club Act members who are on the cruise with us and Inner Circle members? <laughs> so I'm sitting there on a cruise. Todd didn't come that time because he had other stuff happening. 
And all of a sudden, like right before like the, one of the big parties, we're coming down to the cruise ship to have some fun with, with all you guys. And all of a sudden I get a, this picture in the, like texted or Vox to me. And Todd's like, hey, I think I have an idea. I'm like, what is it? And he's like, this is what we could build if we wanted to do another version of ClickFunnels. It'd be way better. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I'm like, pull the ship over. I got to get a helicopter and fly to Todd because Todd's in like Iron Man building mode where he's doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff. <clears throat> so that happened in January of, of 2020. Yeah. Um, right for Fly Alive. And then we didn't, we didn't jump forward yet. It was kind of like, do we do this? Do we not do this? Uh, we told you guys last year, by that time, we got an offer for ClickFunnels. And so we went through this whole process of like, is that the plan? Is that what we're going to do? We jumped in a plane. We flew all over the place. And then the night before the offer came, um, I had those nerves of just like, like, are we doing this because of fear, out of faith? Like, is this the right thing? Is it not the right thing? And so uh, we like literally booked a plane. I jumped on a plane, flew over there to go hang out with Todd to be like, dude, I don't think we should do this. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm so scared. And so this is us the next morning. We flew here as we were preparing. And this is Todd again showing me like, this is what we could do if we, if we don't sell. Like, this is what it could look like and what we would do. And so we started mapping that whole thing out. Uh, Dave knew that we were having a party. So he jumped in a plane and he flew yeah. out. So Dave was there. We sat in Todd's office, started mapping out things. It was the day of the election this was happening. And so I remember, I think one of us wrote, make ClickFunnels great again, <laughs> which is kind of a joke because we're in the middle of it. Um, and then this is Todd like, like scaffolding things and like, well, we could do this, we could do this. And we were freaking out. This is uh, me and Dave freaking out even more. And uh, we're getting close, like we could actually do this. And then this is like the same day we're like, we don't want your money. We're going to go and take this over ourselves. We hung up the phone and we're like going crazy. And so this is all what's happening behind the scenes. And then we're like, what did we just do? And it was crazy. And then uh, we kept planning and we flew home. And then um, after that, we came. Where are we on slides? I think I doubled it up. And that was the first 12 months. And then we came last year, Fun Like Live, uh, 12 months ago. And we stood on stage and we showed you guys this. How many of you guys kind of freaked out when we talked about 2.0 the very first time? Okay. And uh, obviously, we were hoping that it would be live like five minutes later. Um, but we are excited. Tomorrow, Todd and I are going to show you guys all the features in 2.0 that are ready. And we guys will have a chance to actually have access to it. But uh, we made a little mini movie to show you guys all the work that Todd and the development team has done over the last 12 months to get it all prepared for today for you guys. How many of you guys want to see, see that video? Yeah? Absolutely. And you want to save before we queue it up? Let's do it. Let's check it out. All right. This is ClickFunnels 2.0. So when we started ClickFunnels, we were obviously optimistic. We were hopeful. We thought that we had something amazing that was going to help change people's lives. But even the industry at the time, it seemed relatively small, like as in tens of thousands of people out there that potentially were even in our target market. Little did we know that like, like I thought 10,000 was the ceiling. That was the goal, like 10,000, we have everybody. And um, who knew what it would become? Obviously today, like, <laughs> We launched and we got to about a thousand users like right out the gate. It took a little while and we had to figure out how to sell it and we had to figure out which funnel was going to actually convert people into ClickFunnels. Russell figured out how to market it correctly through a webinar and we just blew up overnight. And by our year mark we actually passed 10,000 members making us the biggest company in our known industry. Again, if you rewind back to the beginning of ClickFunnels eight, nine years ago, like funnels was not a word in people's vocabulary. There were websites, there were sales processes sometimes, but that word, it wasn't something that people used. And within like a year of ClickFunnels going live, like everybody was a funnel consultant or guru. Like everyone was launching courses and products. It created so much desire and demand in the market for this concept of funnels. 
And all of a sudden there were dental funnels and chiropractor funnel. And like every industry started like understanding this and adopting it and like creating their own version of it. That's when like, man, this thing that we, this little idea we had that we created has a life of its own. And it's been magic watching it grow. There's a website called ClickFunnels. It's a website. I am a ClickFunnels user. How to build your funnel within ClickFunnels. We're over 100,000 users, and we vastly underestimated what the potential market was for this. There's somewhere between three and 400 people now that do work directly as employees or contractors of ClickFunnels. We had this office here in Boise. Todd opened an office in Atlanta. We have 2,000 or so Two Comma Club winners, multiple Two Comma Club X winners, dozens actually at this point. We also got featured in Inc. and Forbes and Success Magazine. We have hundreds of people in masterminds, dozens of people in our inner circle and Category Kings program. We did trips and events with our affiliates and with our big partners and with some of the people who have our biggest success stories. Every business that we have on the platform has you know, multiple employees that they touch, hundreds or thousands of customers that they, that they touch. So when we look at like our 100,000 person user count, we've actually reached millions of people, which is kind of mind blowing to think about at this point. And it became this community and this group of people. I don't know, I imagine that's how it was with a lot of the early companies. You look at Tesla, you look at Apple, you look at these the big iconic companies today, like they started with like the early innovators and like almost starting like this cult-like feeling where they knew something nobody else in the world knew. And they knew how to leverage this thing. I remember speaking at Grant Cardone's event uh, on stage in Mariners baseball stadium from 35,000 people talking about funnels for crying out loud. And people were engaged and they were excited. It's like the right of a lifetime. Like how often are people gonna do something like this? Like the whole thing was just, was just crazy. And then we had the offer that finally came. This is something that was really out of left field for us at the time. So we always viewed ourselves and we knew that we were creating value for people. We knew that we were a valuable company, but we never really seriously considered raising money or taking on funding or anything like that because we were profitable. We've been profitable since day one. We actually ate our own dog food. We built funnels, we sold things, we made money, reinvested that money in growing the company and building the software. We were very proud of the fact that we were bootstrapped and even more so than being proud of it, like we were trying to show to other entrepreneurs like us and other business owners, like you don't have to take on money. You can build a company with funnels instead of funding. That's part of the message of ClickFunnels. The podcast introduction literally makes fun of people who take on venture capital. We don't rely on cash from venture capitalists to get started, and we don't even have goals to go public either. In fact, our motivation is the exact opposite. So for years, we get so many people wanting to buy equity in the company, we just said no to everybody. But then 2020 hit. As the crisis sweeps the nation. Quarantine, state of emergency, shelter. This was in the middle of the pandemic, right? We are all remote, like the world seems like it's falling apart. Well, with many small businesses and entrepreneurs now struggling to stay afloat. There's chaos, social unrest, political controversy, tax concerns, all kinds of things were happening at this point. Being hit harder than others when it comes to this pandemic. It was, it was definitely tempting that we had a way to safely and securely exit. During that window of time is when it got louder. People had money and they were trying to figure out what to do with it. 
But this time the offers were coming in and they were, you know, the initial offers were big. When someone first drops the number of billion dollars, like, that's when we're like, oh, okay, we should take this call. You know, it's, you hear about unicorns valued at a billion dollars, like, are we a unicorn? Like, I want to find out. Like, we were just curious. And I think that's what started the conversations. And then the way those things work is that then, you know, if, you're, if one person's bidding against you, you're only worth what they think it is. And so we found a, a friend who was a broker and we asked his opinion. He said, well, you should show it to a lot of people. And so he put together a packet and some slides and sent it out there. And it was crazy because I remember getting the message back and the first one was like, we had 150 people who signed NDAs who want more information about your company. And some of the names were like the names that you've heard of, right? Like, this is legitimate. Like, we're like, this is crazy, right? And literally, it's like a funnel. You go from 150 companies to 100 to 80 to 50 to 60, you know, 50 to 30 to 10. And, and we just kind of went through the process. And as it got closer and closer to like somebody making an official offer, um, I started getting more and more uncomfortable. For me, this is, this is my art. Like, if I was to sell ClickFunnels tomorrow, the next day I'd be building a funnel. Like that's, this is what I do. This is all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna keep talking. In fact, part of the negotiations were like, cool, if we sell it, can I just keep doing what I'm doing now? Like I, I love what I do. I don't wanna change it. I wanna keep doing Funnel Hacking Live. I wanna keep writing books. I wanna keep helping entrepreneurs. Like entrepreneurs are my people I've been called to serve. And I think as we got closer and closer, I had this fear of like, what if I lose that? Like that's so important to me. You love what you do. You light up when you do. I love being around you. When you, talk. you all get a mental click funnel. It's like, wow. <laughs> it's like it. So for you to sell that is really exciting right now. I don't know if it'll be exciting five years from now, unless you found the next most exciting thing that you're going to go build and make happen and go do. I would not let the momentum of the business determine where my life is going to go. I decide where my life's going to go and decide where the business needs to go based on that. It was a Monday morning that the offers was come in. I was telling my wife, like, this is coming Monday. I don't want to do it. But I think Todd really wants to do it. I can't just, like, text him. <laughs> um, I want to fly out there. And she's like, okay, like, when? I'm like, like. The next day, I'm on a flight flying to Atlanta. Todd picked me up from the airport and we drove back to his house just kind of talking about the possibilities and opportunities. We pulled in like two in the morning, Ashley, his wife was there and so we sat down and talked a little bit and I remember telling him like, I know we're getting the offer tomorrow but like, I don't want to take it. <laughs> like I, I don't want to keep doing what we're doing but I can't do that without you guys. Like the reality was like, I knew we needed to do something different but I couldn't do it myself. Like I needed Todd, like I don't know how to program or develop. Like for ClickFunnels to go to the next level, we need to do something dramatically different from the programming side, and I can't do that. So if Todd's out, I have to be out because there's nothing we can do. But if we decide to stay, like, I need Todd in to do this. And I was like, Ashley, like, that means I need Todd for the next like, two or three years to like, build what we need to do so we can hit our goals. What's shocking is that him and I ended up having the same thing in mind, like that we basically for different reasons, didn't think that, that it made sense to take any number and to sell right now, that it was too early. That we still had a larger mission to accomplish. Honestly, we were in agreement on, was simply that we wanted to drive the mission of ClickFunnels forward without outside influence determining how we would accomplish that goal. 
Part of that was honestly to build what is ClickFunnels 2.0. And we felt like it was something that no venture capitalist, no PE group, no one's gonna roll the dice on that was looking for a three to five year exit. This is a larger mission. Next morning, as we knew, we got the offer, we sat down, it came through, and the offer was insane. It wasn't what we thought it was, but when you see an offer like that, like it would change our life forever. It would, I would never have to work, my kids, my kids' kids, my kids' kids' kids would never have to work again for, for generations. That was uh, definitely nerve-wracking. We sat down with our investment banker, he, he presents the offer, gives us the numbers, explains to us why it's a crazy good offer and why we should accept it and why we'd be crazy not to, frankly. But we kind of had other things in mind. And so we spent the next day or two talking about that. Dave got so excited, Dave jumped in a plane and flew out. Next day, Dave's at the office, and so we're all sitting and brainstorming, and then Todd's like, we gotta get out of the office, let's go to my lake house. Y'all at your house, or you're at your lake place? Where are y'all? We're at the lake house. That is, that's awesome. And um, I remember it was like literally in the middle of the elections at the time, and so we had a big whiteboard, the first thing we wrote is, how do we make ClickFunnels great again? And what's crazy is like a year earlier, Todd had mapped out like his vision for what he wanted to be. So he found his own notebooks and stuff. As we were going through this, I pulled out some, uh, some notes that I'd been working on, honestly, for about two years. Like it's something that I felt called to do, that I felt like the industry needed, that our customers needed, that the market as a whole was actually desperate for. It was a major issue that was blocking people from being successful in business online. Uh, we needed to create something that would be the easiest way to launch an online business, to remove the obstacles, to find out what sucks about running an online business and get rid of it. Dusted off that notebook and we started going through it line by line. It was just really a game changer to go through it together and get on the same page about it. The biggest concern I had going into this conversation with Russell about this was I knew that this was not a couple of enhancements that we should do to the existing platform, that we should do to the existing business. I knew inside that it had to be an entirely new platform that would set the foundation for the next decade of our industry. And that is a scary prospect. Todd was like, we can't make ClickFunnels great like we want it to be inside of the current framework with current staff, employees, and team, like all the stuff we've done, the software. He's like, the only way to actually do what we really want to do, like what our dream is, is we would have to completely start over from the ground up and rebuild ClickFunnels from the ground up. It's a lot of uncertainty. It's a lot of, on top of the uncertainty that already existed in the market and in the industry at the time, in the middle of a pandemic, I wanted to clear the slate and introduce an entirely new risk. And that was a, the scary prospect for me to even pitch Russell on that concept to begin with. But luckily, he responded exactly how I would have hoped to. Let's build 2.0. Now here we are, two years plus into development, really four years plus into actually architecting this thing. And we have accomplished building what is the biggest game changer to the industry since ClickFunnels. For the first eight years of ClickFunnels, like we were always asking, like, Funnel Hacking Live, we had big boards that said, like, what do you want ClickFunnels to do? People would put sticky notes on these boards, and we were always watching and taking notes. 
We saw what our competitors had tried to do. We saw what people inside of our masterminds, we saw what people going from zero to a million dollars, from a million to 10 million, and then 10 million to 100 million. And like, what are the things that our platform would need to do to be able to take somebody from, I'm a brand new beginner, all the way to the point where they could build an entire huge company off of the foundation of ClickFunnels. The biggest thing about ClickFunnels 2.0 is it is the easiest way to launch your business online. It is more than a funnel builder. It is an entire platform for running your business. We've always been the easiest way to build a funnel, to optimize your conversions, to get the most money and the most ROI out of your advertising, but we've taken that marketing specialty and applied it across everything. We've put the best practices that we know and love into courses creation, into upsells, into your customer center, into cross-selling, into fulfillment. You can build your blog, you can build your e-commerce store using the ClickFunnels editor, have your CRM, your product inventory, your fulfillment, all of it inside of one umbrella. We've optimized it for sales and marketing to get the highest ROI for you. I think we've always talked about a new ClickFunnels in some sort of way or how we can make our app just so much better. A lot of it is learning from our past and a lot of it's just taking us to a places we couldn't go when we originally built the software. Todd's vision for it as this all-encompassing package that is going to do so much and that we're leveraging so many different technologies to make it happen and bring them all together into one single platform. There's something magic that happens when you have your CRM in the same place that you have your sales, in the same place that you have your email marketing. Courses and blogs and sites and products. Getting to the fulfillment, shipping. Page building. You've got your workflows and automations. You've got... Analytics and reporting is going to be real time. It's going to be fast. It's going to be accurate. It's going to be really, really cool. We've been able to build full API integration, so if anyone has to customize something, they have that option. You're able to do split testing built in, but you're also able to do split testing of paths. You're able to do decision trees and what we call smart funnels, real-time funnel decisions to optimize your funnel in real time as a buyer goes through it to sell them the right thing at the right time. Scope was kind of scary to look at. Here you're taking on companies like Shopify and Squarespace and Kajabi, as well as you know rebuild what we already had ourselves. And the beautiful thing about ClickFunnels 2.0 is it brings together under one roof all of these different functions. Just being able to learn one thing and then knowing how to use that and then being able to use that every day to do your business, I think that takes off a lot of pressure from a lot of businesses. The last eight years since we launched ClickFunnels has been crazy. It's been like, like the ride of a lifetime. We've had, you know, crazy lows throughout the process and highs that were higher than we ever dreamt of. Honestly, like just the the opportunity we've had to serve so many entrepreneurs has been, for me, like more than I could ever dreamed of. We've had a chance to watch as like these entrepreneurs who take these principles and the software and the ideas, and they completely change their life their life, their family's life, their employee's life, but then you see the next level where the products and services they're selling is changing their customers' lives. And the ripple effect from it, um, it's just been the greatest thing in the world. To begin with, I want to talk about you guys, my people, my tribe, my entrepreneurs. I am a big believer that entrepreneurs are the prime movers in our society. This is why I've made it my life's mission, my life's calling to serve you guys at any level I can. 
there's a lot of things that I could have done, Todd could do, we could walk away, but we don't because we love you guys, because I don't believe that the changes we need in this world are gonna happen through government, I don't believe it's gonna happen, the school system's gonna happen through you guys right here. And so on our side, like it's been so grateful having a chance to serve you guys all as entrepreneurs. Thankful for you guys taking the bet on us when it wasn't the cool thing to build funnels, nobody knew what it was, and you guys jumped in and you were part of it. And I'm even more excited for the future, for people to find out about this, for people who don't even know this exists yet, to like to find out about this community and these people and come in here and watch as their business change and as their lives change as well. I'm so proud of what I've seen you guys create with ClickFunnels 1.0 and what you've been able to accomplish. I can't wait to see what you accomplish with ClickFunnels 2.0. All right, who here is excited about 2.0? Yeah! Me! <laughs> yes, Russell's the most excited out of everyone, absolutely. He's I call him everyday Todd. Todd, now, now. Right, this, are we going to do this? What about now? <laughs> yes, so uh, if you guys are game, then tomorrow I'm going to get up here for an hour or more and go through everything in detail, everything you guys are getting access to this week, and yeah, we'll go look at it and go from there. Is up for that? So yeah. oh, cool. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this first session of Funnel Hacking Live. Uh, we wanted to give you a glimpse at home, kind of behind the scenes of what it looks like here at the event with 5,000 crazy funnel hackers on stage, and hopefully you got some value from this very first session. Now, unfortunately, uh, we are not live streaming this show. Uh, people paid $1,000, and they flew from all around the world to be here to experience Funnel Hacking Live live. And so um, we're going to kind of end the live stream right now and go spend some time with them. But before we did, um, I wanted to talk directly to you at home because I know so many of you guys messaged me asking, like, is there any way that we can stream Funnel Hacking Live so we can see it from home? And uh, we honestly, when we first built Funnel Hacking Live, we specifically built it in a way where we didn't want it to be virtual. We wanted this to be experienced. People had to come, and they had to come and be in a room because there's so many amazing things that happen when you're in here in this room. Um, but last year, because of COVID, we decided to open it up. We did a virtual version, uh, which was really powerful. But we had to do that because there's so many people who couldn't get here from other countries. They couldn't be here. A lot of people who were nervous about being in a room. It was the first uh, event in our industry that happened after COVID. And so uh, because of that, we did it virtual last year, but this year we decided not to. Now, um, as we led up to the event actually starting, we had so many amazing people from around the world who wanted to be here who couldn't and kept asking, is there any way we can do an international version or a virtual thing that we can, we can stream if we happen to miss it? And so uh, my team and I sat down and we thought a lot about that and we didn't want to do it during Funnel Hacking Live Week. There's too much stuff happening and there's too many, there's a lot of stress and anxiety that goes into doing a virtual event um, at the same time as a live event. So unfortunately, Unfortunately, you're not going to have a chance um, to, to watch it live over the next four days with everybody else. But we did want to do something really special for you. And so what we decided to do is in a week from today, so literally seven days from right now, we're going to restream this entire Funnel Hacking Live event. Now, this is not something you can go you can buy replays and watch later. But this is something where if you would like, you have seven days to go get work off, to block out your schedule, to make sure you're here. And we're going to be streaming everything that happens here inside this room. Uh, for the most part, there's a couple of sessions that we have to keep private just for people who are here live, but for the most part, almost everything else we're going to stream directly to you and your home, no matter where you are in the world, through our first ever like live stream Encore edition. And so this Encore is happening uh, in a week from today, and we wanted to invite you to be part of it. Um, if you're interested in being part of it, uh, what we do, you do have to buy a ticket to it. Now, obviously, everyone who is here in this room paid $1,000 for a ticket, plus their flights and their hotels. And so um, when we first were kind of deciding this, we said, well, we need to sell the virtual tickets for at least $1,000. That's what everybody else spent to be here. Um, 
Um, in fact, last year's Funnel Hacking Lab, we did uh, the virtual tickets worth $1,000 as well. But um, we decided just last moment, kind of a crazy thing, said, what if we let more people in just this one time? And so we are going to be doing the virtual event um, again in one week from today. But instead of paying $997 or $1,000 like everybody else had to pay, uh, for those of you who want to experience this, uh, we're going to do it for one payment of just $297. Now, I know that's crazy. This offer is not going to be around very long. In fact, it may be gone by the end of tonight. Um, we haven't decided yet when we're going to pull the plug, but we will be pulling it very, very quickly just because, um, again, it's, it's $297. It is insane. And so if you would like to experience all of Funnel Hacking Live in one week from today, what you need to do is first off, go to FHL encore.com. So the link will be down below, fhlencore.com. They'll take you to page. You can pay the $297 and reserve your ticket. And in one week from today, exactly a week from right now, we're going to be starting um, the Funnel Hacking Live Encore Edition virtual. And uh, this is a one-time thing. There's no replays. There's no anything. It'll be happening live. So make sure you get all the time off. You block it on your schedule. You do not miss it uh, because it's going to be amazing. So uh, that is our gift to you. Uh, for all of our international friends and virtual people who were not able to make in this room, um, obviously I want you here next year. You need to be in this room. So much amazing stuff happens in the room, things that um, we can't deliver virtually through a, through a screen, which is why we don't typically do this. Um, but if you guys want to experience uh, you know, most of the training and the learning from the comfort of your home, this is the one time we're ever doing it. So uh, again, fhlencore.com, the link's down below. Go get your ticket, and the next week, block out the week, make sure you're there. Um, I promise you that over the next five days, as you are on social media, on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or anywhere, you're going to see these 5,000 crazy funnel hackers posting all sorts of stuff. And you're going to have so much FOMO that you're not in this room. So this is the next best thing. So you, I want to make sure you don't have that FOMO. So go right now to fhlencore.com. Go and get your tickets. Again, the price is $297. Um, this will not be lasting probably more than just today. Um, and then uh, this is your one and only shot to come and hang out and see what's going to be happening behind closed doors. So uh, with that said, this is your official invitation, fhlencore.com. Com. Go get signed up, $297, get you the ticket for next week uh, to go through this experience again, and then make sure next year that you, you do whatever you have to do. Move heaven and earth, plan it today to get in the room and not miss it. I promise you, um, if you get yourself into this room, um, there's no better way that I can change your life than having you like in the room with these entrepreneurs. Uh, the experience they're going to have over the next five days um, is crazy. And so I want you to make sure you don't miss next year. So make a commitment to yourself to be in the room next year. Um, and this is our gift to you this year is $297 uh, virtual tickets, fhlencore.com. Thank you guys so much. And I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Kenna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Kenna podcasters right here on PodConnex. And look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.